1: Welcome to Wool Shift Dust, a Silo TV podcast. We are your hosts, Alicia Brenner and Luke Foster-Midup, and we're going to be talking you through the new science fiction thriller, Silo, on Apple TV that's launching May 5th, starting today with the first teaser that just dropped. But we'll get back to that in a bit. Uh, A little background first. For those of you who are new to this world, this show uh, was previously called Wool and Apple. It's based on Hugh Howey's Silo trilogy of books, which are called Wool, Shift, and Dust. So we didn't waste a lot of time naming this podcast. See what we see what we did there, folks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Hugh Howey, um, he's, he was the writer of this trilogy, and he's living the writer's Cinderella story. The first two books were self-published in serialized form, and they drew enough eyes that he was able to land not only an agent and publisher, but also a huge adaptation deal. First is a film deal at 20th Century Fox, which was shelved when Disney bought Fox, but then AMC picked it up and uh, as a TV show, and eventually the project moved over to Apple. Um, they filmed it in 2021 and 2022, and now we're going to get 10 episodes Episodes weekly starting may 5th um now i'm a huge fan of the books i'm rereading them now so we can talk through all the adaptation decisions the show makes but luke has agreed to stay away from the books for now Yeah, uh, I, I, I am
2: a complete i'm a complete silo virgin i know i know nothing about this so to give a little bit of background um me and Alicia sort of originally sort of bonded over a common love of the HBO show Westworld and we were originally going to do a rewatch podcast of that but then that got cancelled and we were both really bummed out so we were looking for something else to something else to pod about and we landed yeah. on
1: this. Yeah, I'm I'm really passionate about the books. I'm the type of person who was like shoving them into everybody's faces <laughs> for a few years. Uh, like, this is the best thing you have to read. <laughs> Luke's the only person I've ever told not yeah. to read the books, <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to be able to give you that fresh non-reader perspective. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get into the breakdown. So okay, so who are we? Um, well, first of all. Don't worry, it's going to be a spoiler-free podcast for the most part. I'll give plenty of warning before dropping any book intel that could be considered spoilery. Um, And who I am, I'm Alicia Brenner. I'm Philadelphia-born, Amsterdam-based, writer, editor, translator. Um, I have a special interest in geek culture and a deep passion for all types of storytelling, especially in like the speculative fiction, sci-fi, fantasy, horror genres. Um, So if that sounds interesting to you, I unload all those thoughts on Twitter at Alicia CB, and you can find the spelling of that in the episode notes. Um, love to hear your thoughts about Silo and everything else that you're into as well. Um, and uh, yeah, Luke, what should the people know about you going in?
2: So my name's Luke Middip. I am I am a huge. I'm a huge sci-fi geek. Not so much not so much actually a horror geek, but I'm a huge. Sci-fi geek. I was raised on. I was raised on Star Trek, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, both remake and original. I'm a huge fan of Westworld, The Last of Us. I'm, I'm a massive HBO stan. Basically, uh, my professional background is I'm a historian, uh, politics lecturer. So this looks like quite a politics-heavy show
0: yeah definitely from,
2: from the trailer, so I'll be interested in terms of how the politics of the show um plays out, and yeah, that's me, basically.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's also one of the reasons why I suggested this for us to tackle, because I know (laughs) that you, Luke, that, um, yeah, your work in history, academia, and I I think you could offer a really interesting perspective on uh, all of the things that I can't wait to spill, but I don't want to (laughs) spoil. So so if you haven't read the books yourself, they're like super smart, character-driven, page-turners. When I was reading them and describing them to people, I kept using the word cinematic, so I'm very excited to see them on screen. Um, and as for the show, like the cast is pretty bonkers. It includes, in order of that I expect them to appear, so David Oyelowo as uh, Holston, the silo sheriff. Rashida Jones as his wife, Allison, who finds a secret buried in her computer. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson as Juliet, an engineer working in the lowest levels who's asked to step into a new role. She's basically the main character. Tim Robbins as Bernard from IT, and Common as Sims, his IT boss. Um, this is just a few. There are, I looked through the character lists announced so far. Most of them I recognize from the book. There are some that I don't that might be new characters, or maybe they've changed some names. We'll see, but it's definitely a stacked cast. And the showrunners the series was created and written by Graham Yost, best known for films like Speed and series like Band of Brothers and Justified and Herman's Head, for those of us who have fond memories of that show. Uh, Luke, are you familiar with any of these? What do you think? Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm a huge fan of Band of Brothers um, for, I think, pretty self-explanatory reasons. That's where I knew Graham Yost from. I didn't I didn't realize he'd been involved with Speed, but actually looking at the trailer, that actually makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, his background doesn't seem to be so much sci-fi, but actually this is like such a grounded story where action is really a big driver of the plot. So I think it makes sense for him to, as showrunner, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so far from the teaser, it looks... It looks like they've nailed the tone of the books pretty well. So I'm excited about that. And that, of course, the other person involved in that is the director, um, Morten Tildum. He's a Norwegian director, best known internationally for The Imitation Game, the uh, Alan Turing biopic with Benedict Cumberbatch, and the uh, slightly less warmly received Passengers. Um, but I, I would say it was a well-directed film, and I liked it well enough. Uh, what do you think of his body of work, Luke? Yeah, the,
2: the faults with Passengers are not
1: in the direction. No. Yeah. Um,
2: Am I misremembering? Was he also not the guy that did Troll Hunters? Isn't Troll Hunters Gemma Toro? No, I'm thinking um it might not be called Troll Hunters. It's
1: a nor it's a Norwegian. Oh, um, the new the new movie that came out, maybe.
2: Yeah, I th- I think I think that was him. Um but yeah, I was I like the imitation game uh well enough. It's a good, it's a good movie. The history behind it is a little bit wonky. But um, we can say that's a light or something.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. he didn't. Again, he's not writing this, so he didn't yeah. write that. So <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, but the, the the teaser, as I said, it's giving me a good hope for the direction. Um, we'll get into it in the the breakdown. But overall, like I, when I was watching it, I was like Leo pointing meme the whole time. So <laughs> I, It's got me pretty excited. But if we look at Apple's official description of the show, it's. In a topic dystopian future where community exists in a giant silo hundreds of stories deep underground, men and women live in a society full of regulations they believe are meant to protect them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and there's a poster that shows a, a woman like Juliette, I assume, in a worker's jumpsuit climbing a wide twisting staircase. And the tagline says, the truth will surface. So, Luke, before we get into the teaser breakdown, you've seen the teaser already and you've heard the cast and taglines yeah. and everything. What are you expecting from the show at this point? The the teaser put me in mind of a number of things.
2: But the, the name that I associated most with the sort of look and style of the teaser was Norman Reynolds, who was the production designer on Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And, yeah. that, and Alien 3. Because yeah. the, whole, the whole way the silo is lit, the way the sets seem to be designed, particularly the way they've got Rebecca Ferguson dressed and lit and shot, she very much reminded me of Ellen Ripley from, okay. from the Alien films and the whole setup of it. Very much reminded me of uh, Fury 141, The Planet from. From Alien Three, so yeah, yeah, it looked like they'd been watching a lot of Norman Reynolds's back catalogue for designing the sets and the the way the production, the way the production was dressed. It also reminded me of Twelve Monkeys, not the TV suit, the but the Bruce movies, Willis, series, Terry Gilliam. Yeah. That's the Gilliland only one I've movie. seen, to be honest. Yeah. The bit where they got the guy in the the hazmat suit yeah. and the way they dressed that, that very yeah. much reminded me of Twelve Monkeys.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. I think that uh, this is the thriller dystopian vibe that's, you know, it's very much on point for this show. Yeah. And um, what would you say are do you have like any wild predictions for what you think might be happening in this series based on what you've seen from the teaser? Well, I mean,
2: the thing that the thing that sort of struck me is, is this some sort of massive Stanford County jail experiment mm, okay. uh, situation? So Stanford County Jail is a famous um, psychological study in the 1970s where right. they basically recreated a prison. The at Stanford prison University. experiments. Yeah. Yeah, and they they divided the participants in half. Half played guards, half played prisoners. So I wonder whether this is some sort of giant monkey cage experiment.
1: Okay, all right, interesting. I'm I'm keeping my lips sipped for now, but that's yeah, very. Valid prediction to take away from that. Okay, I am going to already talk you through what we're seeing in the teaser. I'm going to go through the teaser frame by frame and break down what we're looking at. But before we do that, just a quick word of warning. Um, I will not be spoiling any major plot points, revelations, or twists in the breakdown. But I will be talking about some world-building elements that will mostly be introduced in the first episode, I expect. I haven't seen it, but just based on uh, it seems to be following the book. So if you want to go into the first episode totally blind and so that all the first early world-building twists are a surprise, then you're going to want to pause here in just a moment and come back to the rest of this episode after you've watched the premiere. If that applies to you, then we'll say goodbye right here and talk to you again later. And again, my name is Alicia Brenner and I'm here with... Luke Middip. And this is Wool Shift Dust, a silo podcast. And you'll find our episode recaps and discussions from both a non-reader perspective and breakdowns of book changes on your podcast listening app of choice every Monday, starting Monday, May 8th. We'll see you soon. For the rest of you, stick around. Thank you. We're going to get right into the teaser now. If you haven't seen it yet, pause now quickly there's a youtube link in the notes and come back here and i'll talk you through what you just saw luke you're wrapping the non-readers here so please jump in and stop me whenever you have a question um right well. do I won't be playing it because we don't want any uh, rights issues with the audio, but I, I'm going to talk you through what you see uh, on a frame-by-frame basis. Starting with, we open with a shot of Rebecca Ferguson as Juliet. We see her from behind and she throws a switch. Um, now she's basically going to be the main character in the show. She works as an engineer in the basement of the silo um, and she's helps to keep everything in the silo running. So that's basically what we're seeing here. We're looking at about 144 Deep. That's how it is in the book, anyway. I don't know if it's might be even bigger in the show, and it's not clear if this first clip is from the first episode or from later in the season. And then we hear Oyelowo's voice as the sheriff Holston, as he says, "We do not know how long we have been underground." And we see people crowding into a room looking at a foggy window. That room, if they follow the books, is the cafeteria, and it's the uppermost level of the silo. And that window, it's actually a video feed from the surface that's above that floor. And it's the only view people have of the wasteland outside the silo. So over time, the window will get too dirty to see through, and that's considered dangerous because it makes people go stir crazy. But to go outside into the toxic air to clean it is a death sentence. So that's like literally what they do. Whenever someone is sentenced to death for breaking one of the laws of the silo, they're sent out to clean the window. And why they're sentenced to death almost always go through with the cleaning is one of the first questions the book tackles. Like, why don't they just walk away and say, F all y'all? So I I won't say anything more about that now, but that's like one of the major premises of this world. And so the title of the first book in the Silo trilogy is Wool, and that probably refers to the wool pads that they use to do the cleanings. But I also always thought it was a play on the expression, pulling the wool over your eyes. Uh, um, And as the Apple marketing suggests, it's a world where everything may not be as it seems. How does that change?
2: That's really interesting because I'd assumed... The people they were sending outside they were sort of sending out to check whether that whether there was life you know i'd assume that they were sort of sent people out of the silo periodically to sort of test the air and see whether there was any vegetation or stuff like that so you're saying that in the book they've sort of given up any hope of life returning
1: well yeah they just basically when they send someone outside that's that's the end they die they never come back um okay yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So it's 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 a death sentence. So that's what they use it for. Because of course, you know, when you're stuck in this confined space, there's like strict population control measures based mm. on birth quotas and also on, you know, if if you are considered a danger to the rest of the people in the silo, then you are out. Okay. Um, so in the next shot, we see Common and Tim Robbins as Sims and Bernard from IT. Uh, the Silo's IT department is going to be a looming presence over the series. Um, and then we see a flash of people gathered around a huge spiral staircase, and they're all waving what seem to be makeshift weapons to me the banners kind of make it look like it could be an election which is something we'll see early in the series but if those are weapons that they're holding then we might be seeing a flashback to a revolt that took place before the start of the series that should also be discussed in the first episode does that surprise you probably not no 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 not really um so you'll see the this uh, central spiral staircase it's like dominating a lot of the shots because this is the center of the world like it is literally a silo that just goes you know, more than a hundred stories into the earth, and so the spiral staircase is how they get up and down. Um, and then all around the staircase are layers of like housing, governments, recreation, food production, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and there are some people; it's just their jobs to walk up and down the staircase all day, delivering things. <laughs> um, and then other people, yeah, you can imagine it's not like a wheelchair-friendly environment. So some people never leave their own level, and you know, or you know, it's like also even for those who are, you know, really spry, it's like going, it's like when you live in Manhattan and you're going to like go visit like Queens, like, come on, your friends are coming to visit you.
2: I'll take I'll take your word for that because I, no, <laughs> I have no idea.
1: Look. Oh, I mean, fine. We can make it London, you know. If you're, yeah, 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 if you're yeah, in yeah. East London, you're not going to West London. <laughs> the world's yeah, just about get that reference. But yeah, okay. So then we, we hear a disembodied voice that says, or who built the silo? And we see Rashida Jones who plays uh, a character named Alison who is again the wife of um, the sheriff. Now, yeah, we see Alison walking through the market. She... Okay. This is a, a minor spoiler. Skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. In the book, she's she's dead at the start of the book. And we see her, though, in flashbacks. So that could be what we're seeing here. But while she was alive, she found something on her computer that sticks with her husband after her death uh, that he's still questioning at the start of the series. So then we see a flash of a nursery as we hear, we do not know why there's no life outside this silo. And then we sh- see Sheriff Holston, or yellow o, leaning against the bars of a holding cell with a small window looking into the wasteland. Um, and this is a cell that holds the prisoners who are about to be sent for a cleaning. Uh, We see Juliet at work on the lowest levels again. We see a flash of IT boss Sims, and then we see people cleaning a white suit. So this is the suit that the cleaners wear to go outside. Um, It's designed to protect them from the elements long enough for them to do the cleaning, uh, but then the toxic air will break down the material and eventually kill them. Um, You can see that there's like a pouch on the front, and you'll see in a later shot, there's a backpack on the back that holds uh, the cleaning materials that they need. And then, yeah, the next shot, we see someone in that suit exiting the silo to do the cleaning. So you were saying, Luke, that you thought that this was something else altogether. So is this? Yeah, I
2: thought, were, I thought it was like an expeditionary thing. And, that, and that's partly where I got the analogy with 12 monkeys. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really interesting that you've set up an apocalyptic world in which all hope of, you know, encountering other survivors or repopulating the surface of the Earth seems to have, From what you've been saying, seems to have passed by Mm -hmm. because normally, you know, normally in this kind of fiction, there's, you know, there's a group of people that that are trying to repopulate the surface of the earth or trying to work out what happened. That doesn't seem to be what's going on here. It just seems to be about perpetuating the survival of this this civilization that's developed that's developed in the silo.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm going to agree and add nothing.
2: (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: Okay, so then in the teaser, we flip back to Halston's tear-streaked face as he concludes, we only know here it's safe and there it's not. We see some shots of the farming levels, and then we hear Juliet's voice asking, have you ever noticed anything strange? And we flashed to people taking bites out of apples and then throwing them into a grave where two bodies are wrapped, waiting to be buried. Because those who die inside the silo become fertilizer on the farming levels because there's not much space for else. Yeah,
2: Yeah, just just as a sort of slight cinematography um, yeah. geek, mm-hmm. I absolutely, I love the, the way that, that little scene of them all biting into the apples, yeah. putting them in the pit. I love the, the way that's lit and shot, yeah. um, shot from above. I'm really looking forward to seeing that in context because it just, even out of context, it's a really powerful sort of slightly creepy image.
1: Yeah, I'm loving all of the cinematography and teaser trailer, Um, just showing up and down the stairs and all of like, uh, we get a shot in the moment of the farming level, just looks absolutely gorgeous and just really bringing to life what was in my head. So that's really exciting as a book reader. So then, yeah. Camera flashes to Juliet as she finishes her question. Uh, Did you ever notice anything odd about the silo? And Holston, we see him looking shocked. And then we flash <laughs> to a man in and white. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, I. Couldn't quite tell, but I'm thinking that might be the actor Ian Glenn, who's best known as uh, Sir Jorah on Game of Thrones. I, I, I looked it up on IMDb. Yeah. I, I don't know who he is, but Ian Glen. Ian Glen is
2: Ian Glenn yeah. is a cast member. So,
1: well, I mean, yeah. I, I didn't think it looked completely like him in the teaser, but it could just be because he's clean shaven in the sty- and the angle of the camera. But I do yeah. know he's playing Doctor Nichols. So, but anyway, we see a clip of him as he drops a metal plug that he's pulled out of someone or something into a, a tray. Um, And then we hear Bernard from IT, Tim Robbins, say, some mysteries are best left unsolved. And then we see security breaking down someone's door. And then other security people searching a room in the IT department with flashlights as Juliet hides behind a desk. Um, We see that flash of a farm that I mentioned. We see someone looking at something under a microscope. We see a crowd of people jostling each other in a public place. Could also be that revolt again or something else. Uh, Someone preps a needle. And then, yes, Luke,
2: where just Just to go back to Tim yeah. Robbins saying so yeah. mystery's her best life on so You might as well have Baddy written in permanent marker across <laughs> his forehead. It's like, I am clearly a wronger, clearly doing something sinister. Yeah, it's just like, are they supposed to be signaling
1: quite that strongly that he's an antagonist? Because it's like... I did use the language earlier, the IT department looms over. Yeah. But it's just like... I am up to no good. I am announcing my intentions. I am the antagonist. All shall be revealed eventually. Mwahaha. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then we see in the (laughs) teaser, we see a, a shot that's like just a split second, but it got me really excited. We see Juliet plunging into like a pit of water And I'm pretty sure this is a shot from much later in the season, uh, but it's from one of like what I consider one of the most exciting scenes in the entire book, or maybe even the entire series. And it's like, When I was reading this scene was really when I was thinking, oh man, they have to turn this into a movie or a TV show. Like this is just has to be put on screen. So I I can't wait to see that play out. I won't say anything more about that because it comes much later in the story. But then we see some quick flashes of Holston running toward the window in the cafeteria. Someone's cleaning on the other side. We see uh, someone outside sink to their knees, pulling at their helmet. And then we flash back to Juliet, who's laying on a beam over a pit of water with Shane McRae, who plays her boss, Knox in the show. And she asks him, what is the big question? And he responds, What if everything you know to be true was one big lie? And during this, we see a flash of Juliet moving, a large sign that says, do not proceed. And we see someone pick up a glowing key fob. We see people cheer as the uh, camera view in the cafeteria is being cleaned. We see a body falling down, all of those flights uh, through the gaps around the central staircase. And as the music reaches its peak, the gate to the outside world at the top of the walkway opens for a cleaner to exit, and Juliet looks up. And then flash to silo, May 5th on Apple TV. And you've got the you've got the Inception inspired da-da! Yeah, there music you go. As well. So you know it's a thriller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was that was a pretty packed minute and a half. Luke, what do you think? We talked already about the cleaning, but anything else has surprised you or what intrigues you most after hearing that breakdown?
2: No, what what really what really intrigues me about after hearing the breakdown is I because I hadn't really thought about this watching the watching the trailer, but I'm actually really interested in that I hope they have a serious attempt to answer this in the first couple of episodes. I'm just really interested in how this whole this whole civilization functions um like for example, you're talking about like a pit of water like where are they drawing water from? you know where does where does water come from?
1: I, okay, I'm giving an innocent face for the listeners. <laughs> okay,
2: so yeah, I'd, I'd like to I'd, like I'm a I'm somewhat I'm somewhat neurotic about stuff like this. I I enjoy shows like this as much for the world building as for the plots. Yeah. Um, so I hope they spend a lot of time just explaining how this world this world functions and where the various characters fit in yeah. it. And it sounded like from your explanation. The book is actually dedicates sort of significant time and space to working out how the civilization functions and what yeah. roles need to be filled in it.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's I love this series, especially for the world building. Um, this first one, it's got all these like mystery world building elements, and then uh, in the second book, I mean, I I hope that they follow this. You know, that with the series that they do three seasons, like the three books. But, yeah, know, the, the second book sort of pulls back the curtain and you, you see like sort of what leads up to the situation. And that's even cooler, actually. OK, <laughs> but, I'm, looking for, I'm looking forward to that. But this um, is I mean, but this is already like um, I mean, you've already heard. Yeah, this is the setup of this world and we're going to start peeling back the layers as the se- season goes on and, and start figuring out what's being hidden and what might be out there in the wasteland
2: yeah no i'm I'm looking forward to it so like, like i said I, I hope i hope it takes its time and does the world building um convincingly the one thing that sort of it's not a criticism because I, I don't know enough about the i don't know enough about the show or the the book to criticize it yet mm. but just the the way they seem to have set up rebecca ferguson's character i hope there's something more to her than just the sort of cut price, you know, girl boss, Ellen Ripley. I really wish they'd find another way, they'd find another costume for
1: female action hero in science fiction. Um, dis- we dis- yeah, we're... Wait, wait, wait for it. <laughs> okay. Because you don't know who she is yet. And I've been very careful not to say anything. I've told you already that she's the main character. And I have to say, in the books, like, you don't find that out until like a quarter of the way through. But I'm guessing that they're going to establish it by the end of the first episode. I mean, not a quarter. Yeah, I don't know. You don't yeah. find out for a while. You start out from the perspective of Holston. And uh, I'm guessing the show might do that too. And then. Okay. Uh, and then. Juliet's whole life gets upended uh, when she gets introduced to the story. I'll just put it that way. Okay.
2: <laughs> and you know, this is this is a uh, because Rebecca Ferguson, I think, has production credit on this. Is yeah, she's well. she's a, she's a yeah. producer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, I do, I hope they do something. It's it's
1: me. a it's a great character. It's a great character. Okay. I mean it's It's okay for a woman to also be badass at the same time. and you know she's uh, starts out the series as she's an engineer who's just working in the pits and it's like doing all this. you can see the glimpses of it in the teaser like she's doing a lot of hard manual labor. like she's a tough person who earns her character and, and we they they are very good at building the characters in the book at least. so I'm really hoping that that translates to the show as well. You know when
2: you you know when you were
1: describing it,
2: it really reminded me of a book called The Line. I'm just trying to I can't remember. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I can't remember who the the author is. But basically, the setup of that book is that it, it's a it's a Russian book. So I've only read it in trans. I I started reading it in translation and stopped because I didn't think the translation or the translation was extremely literal. So yeah. I don't I don't think you got like the full. Meaning of what the author is saying, but it's a book basically set after a nuclear war, like sometime in the 2050s, and basically the Moscow Metro mm. has sort of descended into this sort, okay. of, canna- this sort of cannibalistic civilization, and different oh. parts of the Metro have different sort of different sort of societies and different rules depending okay. on what depending on where they used to be. In yeah. the old city and the access to resources. Oh, that, that sounds like that right up, really. yeah.
1: yeah. Sounds like something I'd like. I love underground stories. And this is definitely an underground story. Although, well, yeah. Yeah. There's barbarism, but, well, I won't say anything. <laughs> well, okay, well, we want to hear what intrigues you most at home, too. Please share your thoughts with us on Twitter. And, yeah, again... We'll be sharing our our handles at the tag at the end here, and you can find them in the notes. And we'll be back with our first uh, full breakdown of an episode on Monday, May 8th, recapping, discussing the Silo premiere that drops May 5th. But there's a possibility you'll hear from us before then. If there's another trailer or more news, uh, we'll see what happens. And yeah, please subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice to make sure you're notified when those episodes drop. Until then, I've been Alicia Brenner at Alicia CB on Twitter. And I'm Luke Middip, just at Luke Foster Middip on Twitter. And uh, this has been Wool Shift Dust, a silo podcast. Thank you for joining us for this trailer and breakdown. And we look forward to continuing to dig up all the silo dirt with you soon. Bye. I see what you did there, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs>